Welcome back to the podcast, The Secret of a Successful Life Series. In the last episode, we learned about Harry and Clara being blessed with twin children, a girl and a boy. Grandmother McIntosh also announced her engagement to Professor Green. And Julianne shared the unexpected news that Walter and her were expecting another child. Life has certainly had many surprises for the family in this series. This episode titled, Being Gentle as a Dove and Shrewd as a Serpent, will focus on how people tried to help struggling families in the worst days of the Great Depression. During the spring of 1932, the Depression hung across the nation like a wet blanket. Times were tough for many people in the nation. Families, churches, and communities suffered together. With the great news of Harry and Clara's new twins, David Benson wrote a letter of congratulations and farm report status to Clara and Harry. Dear Harry and Clara, There are so many things we want to say to you folks. First of all, congratulations on the birth of your two children. We are so proud that you named them after your parents. Your parents would be very pleased. Your family members in Iowa are getting along the best we can in this depression. We've had plenty to eat and managed to keep busy. There have been some families that have not fared as well. The children came home from school one day to say one family sent cold oatmeal to school for their children to eat for their dinner. While we get tired of egg sandwiches, at least our children have plenty to eat. We trust that you folks are able to manage well out there in Ohio. The Cedar Grove Church is having a hard time giving anything for John and Neva to live on. We followed your example and gave them a few cows and other livestock. They're just getting by. I fear that when times improve, they will be leaving us for some place better. I can't really blame them. John is a fine preacher just like you are, Harry. You're both committed to teaching the Word of God. I know in this congregation, there are a few that think John speaks too much from the Bible. I sense trouble is brewing and I'm doing everything I can to help John and Neva. Harry, I'm glad that you encouraged me to subscribe to the Christian Service Magazine. That periodical has kept me informed of many things that are going on in the Brotherhood at this time. We just want you to know we're praying for you folks often. Walter and the boys helped me shell our corn crop last week. Upon your instructions, we kept back a sufficient amount of corn for seed planting and grain to feed the livestock. We got a decent price of 25 cents per bushel for 2,000 bushels. So we have $500 to divide for the year with 250 for you and for us. I wish we had a better price. There have been times that we've heard on the news that corn brought as low as five cents a bushel. At any rate, upon your instructions from the past, 
I've made sure the farm taxes have been paid from your share. We just don't have a good feeling about putting money in the bank. Because of that, we've made sure that your farm account is safely put away. Enclosed in this letter is the United States Postal Money Order for the amount of $25. I will send more as you decide. The reason I chose not to put money in the bank is due to a story a friend told about a bank in a town just across the line in Missouri. There's a Christian couple named Landon and May who recently sold their corn crop worth $2,000. When the banker cashed the grain elevator check, he pressed Landon to put that money in the bank. Landon said that he wanted it all in cash. Two days later, that bank failed. Landon and May feel that the banker knew that was going to happen. They would have been out all that money that they needed to farm with for the coming year. We hear on the news about bank robbers. There was a shootout recently north of Maryville, Missouri, where a bank robber was killed by the state police. So there are bank robberies and bank failures in many places across the land. We feel that your money is secure where we've placed it. If at any time you want us to do something different, just let us know. Now to other matters. We are so glad that Mother McIntosh has found a gentleman that she can spend the rest of her life with. We don't know when the wedding is going to take place. We would love to come out to Ohio for the service. However, with the Depression, we just don't feel we can afford to do so. They will be in our thoughts and prayers. Keep up the wonderful work that you're doing. We plan to stay in touch. Yours truly, David Benson. By the end of the week, Clara sent a note back to David concerning the farm operations. Dear David, It is always a relief to know that you are handling the farm and money matters just the way my papa would have done. I have full confidence in your decision-making in those matters. Thank you for making sure the taxes were paid and sending us a portion of our share. We agree that one needs to be careful about putting money in the banks at this time. Hopefully, our nation's government will develop some kind of safety net to protect the money people put in the banks. Harry and I feel that we should give a tithe of the farm income that we made. We've never told the people here that I own Papa and Mama's farm. We feel that one should be careful about giving money out so that it does not draw attention to you. You mentioned two important needs that we want to help with. First of all, please make sure that John and Neva have what they need to make ends meet. They have a young family as well. It is difficult for ministers to get by in these times. Use your judgment about how to best help them. I would not suggest giving the money to the church. In some way, make sure that the help goes directly to them. Secondly, you mentioned the family that had to send cold oatmeal to school for the children to eat. In some way, we would like to help them. We realize that people are proud, so we don't feel that we should just give them the money. Maybe you could hire the dad to help do something on the farm. Just be careful so he does not think there is money there to be stolen. 
which there is. Maybe buy some new chickens and give the old ones to them so they can sell eggs for grocery income. Pray about this and use the judgment Jesus gives you. We're reminded how Jesus teaches us to be gentle as doves and shrewd as serpents. Now for happier news. The twins are adjusting quite well. Mother McIntosh has been a great help for us. Jim and her have not set a date for the wedding. They would like to have all the family involved, yet they realize that is not likely to happen with the depression on. There is a possibility that Jim could come to Iowa and preach a revival service sometime. Jim has mentioned the idea of coming out to Cedar Grove to give a free revival service and have the wedding there. That might work. Maybe later on, Harry, the babies, and I would be able to make such a trip. You might see what John Matthews and the other leaders in the church feel about Jim coming. We want it emphasized that Jim will not be taking any money for a revival like that. It would be so nice to come back to visit everyone again. Stay in touch. We are so glad that you are doing everything you can to help others. Yours truly. Clara and Harry McIntosh. Upon receiving Clara's and Harry's letter, David started to think about the best way to help the Matthews family. Since John and Neva had several cows to milk, John thought that perhaps a wagon of shelled corn might help to provide needed feed for the cows. So one day, Walter and he loaded a wagon with shelled corn and delivered to John's grain bin when he was gone. That is a nice way to help someone, Walter. John and Neva happen to be gone today, so hopefully they'll not know who gave them this grain. Jesus taught us not to let our left hand know what the right hand is doing with our giving. David, you're certainly right about that. Let's hurry and scoop all this grain into the bin before the Matthews come home. This is the kind of giving that I like to see take place where no one else knows about it but the Lord and the giver. Walter, we need to think of some way to help another family. Between you and me, do you remember the day the children came home telling about the Sells family that sent cold oatmeal for their children to eat at school? Yes, that broke my heart to hear that. Mine too. We complained about the bad food in the army. But even that was better than cold oatmeal. I need to find a way to help Mr. Sells so he can keep his dignity and still help his family. If you think of anything, let me know. But keep this between the Lord, you, and me. Okay, David, I will be praying about this. Didn't you say we needed to butcher some animals one of these days? You indicated that can be quite a job. Maybe we can hire... Mr. Sells to help butcher the animals and give him some meat in return for his labor. Walter, that sounds like a fine idea. Let's see what we can work out. Within a few days, the two men arranged for a time to butcher the pin-raised animals. With the help of Mr. Sells, they were able to finish a tough job in a shorter time and send a fair amount of meat home with him for his family. Maybe we could cut some wood together sometime before spring so we can help him get ahead on his wood supply. That's a good idea, Walter. There are many ways to help others 
besides giving money. Maybe that is one of the great blessings that will come out of this depression where people can help each other in many ways. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. The next episode will focus on an unexpected hardship that developed in some American churches during and after the Great Depression. The episode is titled, Will This Be the Last Wedding? We invite you to listen to the next episode.